Chapter Twenty Three of Mrs. Solomon Smith Looking On by Pansy. The Slibrivox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three. Show that argument upsets itself. There was something wonderfully pleasant about Mrs. Smith's kitchen. In the strictest sense of the word, it was not a kitchen at all all the rougher household work having been banished with the large cook-stove to a small outer room but the smiths liked the homely old-fashioned name and clung to it for this larger room a wonderfully bright rag carpet adorned the floor a carpet that was in truth an artistic study the colors having been arranged with the greatest care and with a special regard to brightness the whitewashed walls were hung with many pictures some of them cheap prints many of them really fine engravings the hoarded treasures of years they hung in cheap frames or were merely tacked to the walls but every one of them whether cheap or fine was in itself a treasure then the chairs were as unlike as possible to the usual kitchen furniture in fact as my mary said they were unlike themselves. No two were mates, and yet they were not an incongruous happening of different patterns. Each one was a study. Solomon's special property was a somewhat high, wide-seated, wooden-backed creature, with spring-casters in front and none at the back, which gave it a curious, swinging motion. It was upholstered in a brilliant cushion of small and intricate patchwork, containing so mrs smith triumphantly informed me once a bit of every woolen dress she ever wore from the time she was a year old baby and solomon remembered those in which he used to draw her to school on his sled her chair was a low-seated high-backed arm-rocker upholstered also with homework but in sober hue being decorous stripes of gray and black woolen fashioned of strips from solomon's worn-out coats and pantaloons then there was my special chair a flag-bottomed rocker of the olden style with a peculiarly easy back and a gay cushion stuffed with feathers from mrs smith's own geese and covered with bright strips of her own knitting laura's favorite a white-flagged green-painted little sewing-chair sat up pert and sparkling against the wall one or two respectable broad-banded very old-fashioned splints keeping it company the smiths like ourselves were very fond of open grate fires and clung to them as late in the season as the weather would admit but unlike ourselves they were blessed with an old-fashioned fireplace wherein the traditional black log could blaze and snap and sparkle as in the olden time i never wondered over solomon's fondness for poking the coals he had such a royal chance in that great wide-mouthed fireplace into this cosy room with a bed of coals and brands in just the right state for poking we were ushered on that spring evening the small square stand just large enough to hold the lamp and a book or two besides the bible which always lay on it and generally open was drawn quite near to the hearth just for the sake of being sociable mrs smith said i had heard her remark that she felt sorry for the fireplace when spring grew late it kind of seemed to her it must know that its shining was over 
and that it must lie in blackness and shadow for a long long time we sit close up to it as long as we can and make its last fires as bright as the spring weather will anyways stand she had said with a half regretful smile there they sat together solomon in his chair on the hearth his comfortably slippered feet spread out on the bright braided mat which was almost thick enough to serve as a footstool his wife just opposite him not so far away but that she could lean forward on occasion and rest an emphatic hand on his knee her inevitable knitting in her lap but a book in her hand and an evangelist which had apparently just slipped from her lap to the floor i remember thinking as i took my special chair that the whole bright homely scene would make a picture for an artist my laura had an artist soul and i could see her eyes brighten and soften with the beauty of it all but those other eyes saw a reflection of the ape and monkey caricature which he had tried to draw for us i suppose at least they showed no appreciation of the sweet homeliness to which we had introduced him i do not think i ever liked my prospective son-in-law less than i did that evening we were most cordially received mrs smith's homely old face glowed genially over the sight of laura at her hearthstone again yet with the rare tact which was so marked a trait in her character she made no comment on the length of time that the child had stayed away she was equally cordial in receiving norman and told him with a smile which should have redeemed her face from all ugliness in his eyes that she used to know his father well and a better man never lived in the town you've got his eyes she said earnestly and i hope and trust you have his good heart he was pleasant enough though he thanked her with too much ceremoniousness for her good opinion of his father and disclaimed all expectation i almost said all intention of ever being so good a man as his father then mrs smith brimful of talk as usual went back to the subject that had evidently occupied her thoughts when we came i was just taking dips into the new version and solomon and i was talking over some of the changes we hadn't had it but a little while i brought it home with me you know this to laura well sir what do you think of the new version i waited somewhat curiously for norman's answer i had not enough faith in his religious life to believe that he had made a very careful study of either the new or the old version for some time but he was a man who always had opinions to express whether or not he had them at hand to live by i think he said with promptness that it represents a great deal of time and money wasted which might have been used to better advantage mrs smith was evidently astonished at the answer why do you now she said eagerly i can't think it i have been awaiting for that book to come out as eager as a little girl for a new dolly seemed to me i couldn't wait till they got it ready though as it happened i did and a good while after the lord filled my hands so full of work of one kind and another that i hadn't time for no new versions but when i got hold of it i was tickled 
seems to me that whatever makes the bibles a mite plainer to plain people can't be a waste of time or money can it but has it made it any plainer queried norman i don't know of anything in it that amounts to much in the way of plainness i'm sure and again i could not help wondering whether he really knew what was in it oh i do the old lady said in quiet positiveness we've found some things haven't we solomon when you came in we had just been talking about the lord's prayer now i suppose if there is any one thing we ought to understand pretty well it's them verses of the prayer we've been praying ever since we got in and out of our cradles and yet i don't think i understood it till i got hold of the new version i've about held my breath over that prayer a good many times in a kind of a scare you know the fact is i've been a peppery body all my life there's solomon knows i could go off as quick as a lucifer match quicker a good deal than the worthless things they make nowadays oh now maria show these were the first words that solomon had uttered since he had given us greeting after this effort he leaned forward and poked the firebrand so effectually that it sent up a shower of sparks it's so said his wife that's been my thorn in the flesh all my life and will be something of a thorn i'm afraid as long as i have any flesh and by streaks i find it most awful hard to forgive folks mean snaky folks you know that slip round doing slimy things not to me specially though i've borne my share of slime in my day but kind of general slipping around doing of things that you hate you know what i mean well i've come to that before now many a time when i've just had to hold my breath and think forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors says i hold on mrs solomon smith do you really want that are you sure you want the lord to forgive you just exactly as you forgive susan barker she was a young woman that tried me most awful in her time for about two years she was a regular thorn she's been in heaven these dozen years i've no kind of doubt of it i was with her when she went and i knew the lord sent his angels and they was waiting all around there before she died think of me having hard work to forgive her just because she had made some mistakes said things here and there she no business to and gone quite a while without a taken of em back and i acting as though i'd never done nothing wrong in my life couldn't see my way clear to forgiving her but that's just the kind of mean creatures we are well many's the time she's given me a stab right on my knees and i'd wait and i'd have to own up no lord i don't believe i can do it i believe i want a better forgiveness from you than i've give to her i feel kind of gouty this minute when i think of her and there was days at a time when i'd slip round that prayer all on account of susan barker and she wa'n't the only one either there was times when i had quite a number of them that didn't do right or say right and seemed to be bothering around me as sure as i got down on my knees to pray that particular prayer over this frank statement norman roared he was entirely capable of seeing the ludicrous side of a question 
but i'm utterly unable to see what the new version has to do with this trouble he said as soon as he could command his voice why don't you see what i did i had just sense enough to know that it would be an awful thing to pray to god to forgive me as i had forgiven my brothers if i hadn't done my part just right and so i thought i could make it all right by slipping around the lord's prayer and making up one of my own and leaving them out of it altogether till i got ready to write down out and out forgive them in the fashion that i saw plain enough the lord must forgive me if it was going to do me any good but now look at the new version forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors don't you see that shows the work is all done it is just plain sailing lord i've forgiven susan barker the best i know how now forgive me i don't know as i make my meaning plain but it is most dreadful plain to me that there's no slipping around it the lord's prayer don't make us ask the lord to treat us just exactly as we have done our enemies but it says in plain english we've done our best we forgive them before we come to our knees i don't know as you see through it i'm not good at making other folks understand but i know if i'd had the new version while i was on thorns with susan barker i'd have understood that leaving out the lord's prayer didn't do no good that he expected us to forgive before we come to him with any prayer at all about anything else and if we hadn't done it and couldn't do it every living thing we had a right to pray about was lord give me the heart to forgive them and let that be settled before we talk to him about forgiving us then i am glad for one that they put satan into that prayer put satan into it repeated norman with an astonished stare and then going off into a perfect roar of laughter while laura exclaimed as to what her friend could mean why yes child put him in there himself in so many words lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil that's the way we've prayed it you know now i'm an ignorant old woman and didn't understand it and that's what i say the new version is good for such as me i couldn't seem to make it mean anything but this lead us not into temptation but if we do succeed in getting in in spite of you why deliver us from the evil of it that don't sound reverent maybe i mean it reverent but i didn't understand it now i pray lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one him that's forever after us going around like a roaring lion and liking nothing in life so much as to lead us right into the thickest temptation he can deliver us from him amen i say with all my heart and when i speak him right out on my knees to christ and recognize him as an awful enemy i seem to sense the thing that for this purpose was the son of man manifested to destroy the works of the devil and i somehow feel surer that he can do it but now there's something i want to ask you i saw the other day in a paper that some folks thought it was a kind of triumph for the infidels and scoffers that we had got out a new version and i don't see how it can be what does it mean it is true said norman briskly 
the young man liked to impart information as well as any person i ever saw you see it plainly proves what they have been saying all along that our old bible is full of errors and that we have outgrown it and are dissatisfied with it and they say in a few years you will have outgrown this new version and you will need another and another and the thing will go on as man increases in knowledge until he gets a bible to suit him and there is altogether too much truth in the thing to have it in any sense agreeable to thinking people that is my objection the fact is we didn't need a new version the old one was good enough there are a few changes which as you say make things plainer but those have been explained again and again by commentaries and to put an argument into the mouths of infidels that we had outgrown our old bible and had to have a new one made for us has overbalanced all the good that the slight changes might have done norman delivered this lecture with the air of one who had settled an important question for all time mrs smith was leaning forward in an attitude of fixed and eager attention her lips moved several times as one who had a great deal to say and was burning with the desire to say it yet she did not interrupt him so that argument upsets itself knocks it endwise it was the slow grave voice of solomon that said this we need a new version to show them folks that we don't want a new bible and haven't got one and can't get it don't you see you've said yourself that the changes don't amount to nothing only to make things a little plainer than they was before here's them infidels been a-harping ever since i could read and i don't know how much before about our bible being full of mistakes not to be trusted you couldn't meet a single popinjay just out of college but he would try to sputter to you about the original and the dreadful mistakes in our translation now here we've had the smartest scholars we could find in the world at work for the best part of their lives doing the thing all over again and what have they made out why there ain't a doctrine changed a hair's breadth the road to heaven and the road to hell is just as straight in the new version as it is in the old and the way to escape the one place and get to the other is the same old way and jesus christ is the beginning and middle and end of it all just as he always was and there ain't an honest infidel among em but can see it and if he goes to harping about not being satisfied with the old bible and wanting of a new one he shows that he's a fool right in the face of his own argument whereupon a perfect shower of sparks went up from the hitherto smouldering firebrand at his feet mrs smith bestowed admiring glances on her husband as he sat back from the poking and even norman seemed roused out of his good-natured condescension to realize that solomon smith however much he might resemble an ape had let some sparks of good plain common sense out into the room laura moved restlessly in her chair she believed in the new version she supposed that most educated people did it was a surprise to her to learn that norman did not though if she had known him as well as i did she would have understood that for all he had said he might believe in it or what was more probable 
he might not have given it any thought. He had just been, parrot-like, repeating words that he had heard from others. The thing that had not been pleasant to Laura was to see him worsted in an argument by a plain old man. I thought it time for a change of subject. "'What news do you find in the paper?' I asked Mrs. Solomon, indicating by a glance the evangelist at her feet. End of chapter 23